All right, test one, two, one, two, three, four. We are coming at you live. It is August 30th, 2001. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead, and I am very happy to be here with you today. Um, I'm hoping you're surviving well, you're doing well. Um, I'm going to be focusing in today's show on the situation going on in my home country, Canada, um, and even focusing in on British Columbia, the province where I live. I'm going to be talking to Rob Anderson, who is the People's Party of Canada candidate for my area. And uh, I've had the pleasure of chatting with him, and uh, he's just a great guy. And so we're going to have a really good conversation. So get comfy. I'm just going to go ahead and check all the streams, make sure we're doing well. Uh, we are, hello, I just want to say hello to everybody on the foxhole. How's everybody doing? And let me just double check the chat. Very good. We should be good on Twitch, DLive, and Rockfin. Let me just make sure we're good there. <clears throat> and we're good to go. Perfect. All right. So the uh, insanity that we're living in right now just seems to climb by the day. Uh, but in a good, positive way, I think it's waking more people up. What do you guys think? Are we all doomed? Or is there hope for us yet? I tend to be an optimistic person, and there are a lot of really, really good signs. So stick with me, my friends. Uh, we're going to talk some solutions and some ideas here with uh, Rob Anderson in a few minutes. But I just want to go through a couple of the couple of the events that have been going on. Um, and I hope you guys have been following me over on my Telegram channel. Uh, I've been I was actually just posting a doctor's channel that my good friend John Paul Rice sent me that needs to go viral. This doctor has been blowing the whistle, posting really, really, really smart and incredible content, sourcing everything. Um, it's posted on my telegram. You can find me there, DW Truth Warrior, and go check out that guy's posts. They're just awesome. The reason I like that, that channel is that he also gets into the psychology. He, he had a whole breakdown of like Edward Bernays, the behaviorists, um, and realizing how propaganda works. And it's just good to see people coming from within the inside of these institutions, doctors, nurses, police officers, government officials, um, people coming from all walks of life that are really starting to connect the dots and get this information out and letting their voice be heard in this battle for truth, freedom, and justice. So go and check out some of those posts over there. And I want to show you a couple things quickly on my Twitter, just to kind of set the stage, stuff that's going on in the news. The fake news. What's going on in the fake news? <laughs> so let me pull it up here real quick. I don't know if you guys saw this nonsense, but the Toronto Star has come out. Oh, come on. Zoom for me. Okay, never mind. We'll just go back to this way. Uh, I keep making the mistake of zooming in. And then when you zoom in, it messes everything up. Well, you guys saw the Toronto Star uh, head, uh, the front page talk about unvaccinated people and how everybody wishes they were dead. <laughs> it's just getting crazy. Sorry, let me find my place here. It was right around here. Yeah. If an unvaccinated person, or it just says, I have no empathy left for the willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. Simmering divide over who isn't vaccinated. And they came out and they had to apologize because this went viral. And everybody was pissed off, even people that had received the double jabs or the triple jabs or the quadruple jabs or whatever, how many jabs you got to take now. Um, and that made them come out and apologize. 
And that is interesting because we see the tide turning on this conversation really quickly. But can you believe that in Canada, in Toronto, where I spent 13, 14 years, uh, that you would have something like that and notice that this is now what people are actually saying to your face? Have you, has anybody had this happen? I've had it happen on uh, my social media accounts. I haven't had anybody physically say it to me because I keep my quarters pretty tight here. But I've had a lot of people telling me that this is what it is. Their friends and family, their husbands and wives are literally saying, I hope all the unvaccinated people die. It's insanity. So it's crazy to see the media in this country pushing that. And that was actually tweeted out by Robert Malone, who's the inventor of mRNA technology, by the way. You should follow him. Uh, this was an interesting article from CTV News that I thought was rather hilarious where they're saying, have you been harassed for protecting yourself against COVID-19? We want to hear from you. <laughs> it's like, come on. Who's getting the major vitriol right now? Who has gotten the bullying and the, who's gotten it worse, honestly, at this point? Uh, is it the people that are following all the orders and doing as they're told? Or is it the people who are questioning and uh, trying to fight for, for freedom and some clarity and some real science on these issues? So it's interesting how, again, the media is on the side of the people who pay their bills. They are not, journalism is, is really no more. This is why alternative media exists. And thank goodness it does. And thank to all of you for supporting this channel and so many others. We need alternative media now more than ever. Um, oh, this is from Horgan, who is the BC, what, what would we call him? The BC czar, the BC... Uh, the king of BC here, allegedly, he says, Horgan says businesses facing businesses facing people defying vaccine passports can call law enforcement. So they're getting to the point where they're trying to pull the police in to get the police to back up the private businesses that are going to enforce these illegal, unlawful, unconstitutional, and unscientific health measures that are branded as laws and mandates, which they are not. Uh, did you guys see this real? I'll show you this real quick. Just to give you an idea of where a lot of Canadians are at right now. They don't have their job anymore if they don't take these vaccines. And I'm pissed off and I've had enough with the Liberal government. And I hope a lot of people display the same passion that I have. And as you can see, I have a PPC sign on my lung. So I have no idea why you even came to my house. You should have saw that I already had a yeah, sign there. Yeah. Do you know what the PPC stands for? Uh, they stand for my right mm -hmm. and Canadian citizens. They put Canadian citizens first, not refugees, not other people that come into this country for free, but me, my son, my wife, right? They want the liberals, including Sorbara, wants to put masks on my son. He's starting junior kindergarten. Do you think that's right? Like you're wearing a mask and he's wearing a mask right now. I think it's idiotic. I think you guys are, look like two idiots. Do you understand? You're, you're six feet apart, you're outdoors. There's no need to wear a mask. Masks don't work, the vaccines don't work. The vaccines, it's already proven that they don't work. Because if you have a vaccine, you can still transmit the virus. You understand? So these masks that you're wearing outside don't work. They don't work. It's actually child abuse if they want to put masks on children. Do you agree? Do you think that children like my son's age, eight hours a day should be wearing a mask in school? Well, sir, we appreciate your no, no, but do you understand what I'm saying? No, you don't understand my concern. You don't understand my concern. You don't understand my concern because your platform supports everything that I'm against, which is common sense. There's no need to be rude. 
Oh, fuck you. Get off my property. I didn't even call you here. Who invited you to come here? Didn't you see the sign in the front? Sir? No. Get off my fucking property. Get off my fucking property. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Listen to what I'm saying. And this, my friends, is the problem with politics today is none of them are actually listening to people. They don't really have the understanding of what the actual people of Canada care about and want. And we're fed up. We're fed up with the divide and conquer. We know all the major parties are controlled by you know who. We've covered who on previous shows. Fill in the blanks. And people have had enough. Average people who probably never even really looked much into politics other than what they got on their on, on the news headlines are now investigating it and are looking into it and are opening up their minds and trying to learn about what's going on and try to find a viable solution. And I know everybody's got their own ideas and it's a sticky debate as to what the real solutions are, but um, I'll, I believe we should have a multi-pronged approach and we need to meet people where they're at. So we need to have legal solutions. We need to have individual solutions. I believe we even need to have political solutions. We got to throw everything we got at this because we're in the process of losing our country at the hands of both major parties of this country. And so um, to see this gentleman just stand up to a bunch of liberal canvassers and just speak his mind, I just felt like it really, at least for me, the people I'm talking to, this seems to be the vibe where people are starting to get fed up. And that is what it's going to take to do some change. Uh, one more real quick, and then I'm going to bring my guest in here. This one was just... Have you guys noticed all the Freudian slips going on with these political people? You got Jen Psaki dropping the little uh, Freudian slip about this being a pandemic. Did you catch that one? I won't play it now, but go look it up. She says it clearly. She says pandemic. And I've, I wish we could document all of those little Freudian slips from the beginning of this that have happened from Dr. Tam, from Biden, from all these people where they actually say what's going on. And if you put it all together, I wonder what that would sound like. But let's just take a little peek at what the plan of the Trudeau government will be as they try to uh, push this quick election to try to gain a majority government. And for those, my friends from other places in the world, currently Trudeau only has a minority government. So he's going for the full Monty. He wants the full majority government so that he can push his agenda further. And of course, we know he represents the interests of, you know, Klaus Schwab, the globalist, the UN, and the Great Reset. He's openly said these things. This isn't a theory. And also, uh, obviously, the, he's got his favorite country is China. Of course, we know he's referring not to the people of China, but the CCP party of China. But hey, that's another show. Let's just hear what he's got to say about the, what his plan is with the climate. What we learned from this climate, this uh, COVID Ooh. crisis, we will be applying to the climate crisis, to the mm. housing crisis, to reconciliation, to making sure that everyone has good jobs and careers that carry them through and create opportunities for their kids. So he finishes with a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Uh, but actually, if you go to start reading the documents on the UN website, Sustainable Development, what the goal is, what the plan is, you go read Klaus Schwab's book on the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, you look at the statements they're making publicly. Um, and I can quickly show you one of those uh, from Klaus here, where he's getting into uh, genetics. Sorry, where did I put it? It is here. Let's just do this one real quick, and then it's just worth it here. Hold on. Just so you can understand, this is way bigger. And we know Trudeau, you know, he's getting his orders from those that really manage him. So let's see what Klaus has to say. 
the difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing. Right. Uh, just as an example. Genetic editing. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity. Yeah. And offers certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about. You know, yeah. when you began to... When you began to do I won't do the whole clip. I don't want to waste too much more time, guys, but go watch this clip. It's on my Twitter. You can follow me at DW Truth Warrior. Just the fact that he's talking about genetic gene editing and how this is a part of the Industrial Revolution. And then they continue to move on. And he's talking about the robotic future, transhumanism, the whole deal. These guys aren't hiding this anymore. It's right out in plain view. And your politicians right now, no matter what country you live in, if they're marching in lockstep with this COVID agenda. They are marching in lockstep, really, with this globalist agenda. That is my opinion, and uh, I'll stand by it. But let's, uh, without further ado, let me quickly just introduce you to my guest. Um, and hold on, I just got to reshare my screen real quick, just so you guys know where to find him, learn a little bit about him. Let's bring it up here. Okay. So Rob Anderson, he will be representing Esquimalt, Saanich, and Souk. And uh, he was born and raised in Banff, Canada. Oh, Banff. I love Banff. Love Banff. Rob has two incredible kids. And because of his exposure to helicopters from childhood, Rob was drawn to become a commercial helicopter pilot and spend a career for 29 plus years flying mostly in the mountains of British Columbia and Alberta. It sounds like the life. This was given... This has given him a unique insight into the oil and gas industry, fish and wildlife, natural resource extraction, search and rescue, forest fire suppression, tourism, and anything else helicopters can be used for. Rob's career has enabled him to work not only in, but as an integral part of many industries in Canada. And he's also currently starting an apprenticeship as a funeral director. Rob believes in being compassionate with fellow humans in their most difficult and often vulnerable times. And this resonates with Rob as he is recovering alcoholic with 30 plus years of sobriety and have seen many acquaintances lose their battle to their addiction. And if able, Rob would like to be a part of an actual solution. He's also considered an adopted son to the Beaver Clan of the Sydney tribe of Alberta. And Rob lived on the reserve in Morley, Alberta. And um, the person who's writing this has said, I've actually witnessed firsthand some of the many troubles that they face. And so I'm just giving you this introduction, guys, for those who might not have heard of him. But without further ado, let's welcome him on here and let's start this conversation that I'm very excited to have. Rob, thank you so much, my friend, for sitting on the sidelines for that quick intro, spending this time with me. I'm sure you're busy these days. Oh, yeah. No, I'm running like a three-legged chicken. <laughs> good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, man. Look, we got a problem in this country. You know about it. Uh, in my chats with you, you're very well versed on it. You have a long history of following the political scene in Canada. Let's open a little bit with your background and what, first of all, you've, you've got an incredible bio there, just a, a great, it's, you have a unique background that could provide some insight to what's going on. But what got you into the political scene? How long have you been involved with it? And then what led you to thinking about the People's Party of Canada as where you'd like to run as opposed to, say, the Conservatives or any of the other major parties? Well, um, I guess politically, I was kind of drawn into politics uh, from my dad. My dad was a chief warden of the Western National Parks. Um, and in fact, when when uh, 
Michael Trudeau was killed in the avalanche. Pierre phoned my dad in Banff and asked if my dad would send his park wardens out to do the recovery. Um, so, you know, there's, I've, I've, I've had some exposure to, to the Trudeau family, uh, to the Maroonies, um, you know, so it was always kind of in the background. I, I never wanted to be a politician. I never wanted to step into this realm. Um, I always thought it was, um, no better. I, I, it didn't appeal to me to get thrust into this, but. The, the thing that changed my whole mind and outlook was um, I was a Reform Party member and supported the Reform Party when Preston Manning was getting getting going and uh, very supportive of him getting into Ottawa. But when when things started changing and the, the, what was left of the uh, uh, progressive conservatives at the time got getting amalgamated into the, the Reform Party and then this whole new entity being born, I kept supporting it all the way up until O'Toole um, basically lied to the membership to become the leader of the party. I mean, mm. um, he, he was even number two on my ballot. Um, but that aside, I mean, I, I was going to stand by him all the way up until the point he lied about the carbon tax. He lied about working with all of the, the other MPs, even if they had run against him for the leadership. You know, he lied about... Uh, standing by conservative values so you know it, it's to me it was a, a full stop and I was very lost and I thought no you know what my dad always talked very highly of, of Mad Max and, and I thought no I'm gonna go check it out and I checked it out and I'm reading the platform and I went huh that sounds awfully familiar and uh, I thought no I'm gonna jump on board and you know now here I am running as a candidate. Well, good for you. And it's good you have that background. I mean, that my feeling for the longest time was a political solution is off the table. Like there's no, at this point, I felt like it's so rigged. It's so bought and paid for. Uh, it seems like Canada has its own swamp to deal with clearly that it was almost like there's no other option. You're, you're voting for, you know, globalist candidate A or globalist candidate B. It didn't really matter. It, it just seemed like a lot of lip service. I mean, look at Doug Ford as an example of you know a lot of people in in ontario thinking oh we got a conservative government in ontario amazing this is going to be great it's all about freedom and and human rights and all this stuff and then look at look what happened look what he turned out to be throughout this whole pandemic um and and a lot of people are upset with that so then they're like oh my god and i think when i look back over my time of looking at the polit politics politics in canada and talking to a lot of other people it's just, again, it, it wouldn't seem there was there was improvements when you'd get certain people in on some things, but then it just seemed like the same agenda would still march out. And here we are now where it's as if it's reaching some kind of a crescendo. And so what I started to see with Maxime Bernie, and I, I don't know tons about his background and everything else, but the message of what he was trying to say and how consistent he was with it, I was like, okay, well, that's that's a good message that people should be hearing. And then when I started to see the party itself, so anybody has any opinions of, of Mad Max or whatever, the party itself, I know people that are getting put into positions just like yourself that are, that are standing up and getting in and representing their local communities and wanting to make change. Um, and so it really f does feel like a grassroots movement. But there is a lot of people, uh, Rob, that feel like there's no, 
there's no hope here. Like it doesn't matter if, if, if PPC or any of them, they're all bought and paid for. It's hopeless. Um, and also the other concern is that, well, if everybody, if we got a bunch of people voting for Maxime and all these PPC candidates, then Trudeau's going to win his majority because it splits the vote. Could you just kind of answer some of those concerns? Okay. Well, the very people that are saying we're splitting the vote are the very people that turn liberal light and are trying to split the, the liberal vote. So this is absolute bullshit. Um, you know, the, the whole vote splitting is dependent upon you not voting with your conscience and with clear sight of what you want as a Canadian citizen. And I can tell you right now, as a Canadian, if you identify as being Canadian, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my friend, you're my ally. I will fight for you to the end of the freaking time because I believe in who we are as a nation. There's got to, this divide and conquer of all the people, whether it's First Nations or irregardless of what ethnicity it is, right. this has got to stop. Yeah, We're all identified as Canadian. We all came here, you know, some of us many generations ago to be a part of a new great nation called Canada. Now, stop listening to the establishment. Stop listening to the, the you know, the, the fear peddling that they're all doing because they're all spreading the, the exact same message. They're all spreading the UN agenda. They're all spreading vaccine passports. They're all, you know, now they're starting to spread and it's finally coming right out that the social credit scoring systems, you know, and, and like I just read there online a short while ago that uh, China now wants the UN to let them run and, and, and oversee the whole vaccine passport and social credit system. Isn't that incredible? So, like, I mean, yeah. this, this establishment government that we have allowed as Canadians, we have allowed this establishment to run amok. And right now, with the grassroots movement of, of the People's Party, we're saying, no, we can stop this, but we have to do it together as, a, as people and as a nation. And we have to get in there with a very clear message to say, this stops now. We are not buying into the, the globalism. We are not buying into this UN push for for one nation for one one rule. No, it doesn't work. It, it goes against everything that we as Canadians have, have been taught growing up. And you know, everything Trudeau has done, whether it's C ten uh, or you know, C thirty six, C seventy two, these are all about gaining control over the population. Right. You know, yeah. uh, the, the one thing that does worry me right now is what the U.S. has done. Um, and I have a feeling that there's a much bigger agenda behind it. But the U.S. and Canada both yanking their, their militaries out of Afghanistan with absolutely zero thought to the human price and casualty that it's leaving behind. And I think they deliberately yanked their militaries out because they need them back on their home soil. Hmm. And, yeah. that's and it's just chaos there right now in Kabul. It's just yeah, the it's, footage coming out of there is a nightmare. What our government has done is absolutely inexcusable. And it's our government and it's our responsibility to kick their ass out. That's right. Because yeah, it has to come from us. Day, it has to come from us. 
well, until maybe the next election when it doesn't matter at all because right. none of us are there. Right. How do you see, yeah, how do you see this right now? Is it, um, we're, we're really up against the wall here in Canada. They're, they're putting up, they're putting it out. I mean, Bonnie Henry in BC just came out and basically said, we're, she's, they're not following the constitution whatsoever. They're going completely to these passports and it's going to start with the passports and people think it's about the virus and the shots, but really that's just a bigger uh, plan to bring in this social credit system, top down government. But the number one thing is they're violating they're, every part of our charter. They're violating all of our rule. They're violating the Nuremberg Code. This is a human rights issue at this point. And with all the evidence that we've got to show that a lot of this is a farce and there's better ways to deal with it, they're still marching on as if none of that exists. It was around 10 years ago, Bonnie Henry was working for the WHO. So, really? yeah. So her and, and it, Tam, whatever it is, um, you know, this, this is way bigger. They're getting their agenda from somebody other than us. And the very clear message needs to be sent. Sit your ass down. You work for us. And if you're not going to be working for us, you're going to go to jail because you're performing treason. Yeah. And if we're elected, I will be the first one standing up in Ottawa demanding that Trudeau be arrested, facing criminal charges, passport seized, and when he's found guilty of criminal charges, every one of his personal assets seized as restitution to Canadians. What he has done to this nation is inexcusable. And there's a whole bunch of other liberals standing behind him that need the same thing to happen. And, and even some conservatives that seem to oh, be yeah. allies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, conservatives are, yeah. I mean, they're the, there's out of the same batch of snakes. I mean, and it, this reaches right down into our provincial governments, whether it's, you know, What's her name in Victoria here? I just, I, oh, you know, I forget all Dr. the names too. Yeah. Dr. Tam or whoever, if they've been pushing this agenda and getting their direction from the, the UN or the WHO um, as a deliberate attempt to, to sabotage Canadian identity and, and us as a nation and our sovereignty as a nation and our sovereignty as individuals, then they need to go to jail. And, you know, Hell yeah. I, I'll, I'll be the first one to stand up and start that fight. And I don't, I don't stop. If I sink my teeth into something, I do not stop fighting until it stops wiggling. <laughs> Good man. Well, I'll be there to back you up, man. Like we need to do something. Um, and I think that getting this message out to people about what this platform is really all about is really important. So could you maybe just give people a synopsis when they hear people's party, because there's going to be people, a lot of people have heard of this, but a lot of people haven't. They really still believe the only two options are either liberals or conservatives. But what what is the platform really about? It seems pretty simple and cut and dry to me, but could you give a little synopsis of that? It's about personal freedom, respect, and responsibility. You know, we're getting back to the basics of what it means to be a Canadian. And less government, less oversight. We've got books and books and books full of laws that are never implemented because they're pointless. You can't regulate people's emotion. Yeah. So this whole thing about regulating what people see on the internet, it's got to stop. What people say has got to stop. Like, let people be people. Let Canadians be Canadians. We're supposed to be strong and free. So 
for Christ's sake, stand up and be strong. Cast your vote, you know, and help us save Canada. I mean, this is what it's all about. If we're going to remain as a solid nation, strong and free, standing up for the principles of Canada and Canadians, then we have to do it together. You know, like, I'm, I'm a big advocate. I is, and I was mentioning earlier, um, I'm the only one that I've heard of so far. Oh, tools, I think, kind of latching onto it a bit. But I'm the only one that's openly been calling for a minimum 500-bed drug and alcohol treatment facility in every province and territory in Canada, and a minimum 500-bed worth of mental health facility in every province and territory in this country. Because until we get rid of this, the true pandemic that's affecting our societies, whether it's mental health or drug and alcohol addiction, and start helping our fellow Canadians, then we're no better off. We have got zero credibility to be sending any of our troops, money, or resources to any other nation in the world until we take care of our own problems. And we've got a lot of problems. It, and that's you make such a good point because I've often thought about this. I'm like, they keep sending all this money to other countries and all these programs that we know are all UN and all that kind of stuff. But there's nothing really coming back to Canadians. It's 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 no. unbelievable to see, especially during this crisis, quote unquote, that we're in right now, where they're not talking on the news or any of these, uh, what do we call them, news media doctors or whatever, or any of these WHO people or any of these politicians. They're not talking about the mental crisis or mental health crisis that has been exacerbated. It was already there, as you're pointing out, but it's been massively exacerbated to the point throughout this lockdown. And again, they'll always blame it on COVID, but we're talking about, no, no, this is due to government policy that has created a massive spike in suicides, drug overdoses, an increase in alcoholism, abuse in the home. But those situations don't matter because everybody's been programmed through this media to believe that the only thing people die of is COVID. The only thing to be afraid of is COVID. The only thing we got to live and die for is COVID. When there are so many other issues, what about all the undiagnosed uh, patients that never got diagnosed with terminal illnesses because they couldn't get into the hospital because they were all locked up and wrapped up for this whole COVID thing? And on yeah. and on we could go. And then what about the fact that we've got China bringing in fentanyl and boatloads into this country, distributing it through their drug dealers, and then that's reaching even the young kids who are just out to try to do some experimental stuff. It ain't the 70s anymore. These drugs are now weaponized. And this is happening all across Western countries right now. So you're right. Uh, I feel like we're at war. I feel like we're, we're under attack on a, on a massive, massive scale here. Absolutely. I mean, there, you know, we're all trying to sugarcoat it and make it look like, you know, these are minor problems, but they aren't. They're major problems and they're tearing apart our societies. They're tearing apart our families and it has to stop. And that division, that's a key thing. And I like what the message is, is this people's party, the people that I know in it, the, 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 what I see in it is that this is for anybody that came from any political background. This is literally just the people of Canada saying enough with this big, massive federal government and let's take this country back and let's make it actually represent the people and the will of the people. Let's bring it back to its roots. That's the message that I see in it. And yeah. I see that that's what you see in it. Is there any other points about that you want to bring to people? Yeah, you know, basically, I'm just an everyday guy. I mean, I've got nine-year-old twins, got a couple of rescue dogs, even got an ex-wife that I get along with. Um, Good man. So, you know, the, the people that are standing behind me 
know that I don't back out of the fight and they know that I'm going to stand up for them. <clears throat> and once again, I don't care what your ethnic background is. If you identify as Canadian, then you're my brother or my sister and I'll stand up for you. I don't know values, right? This is yeah, about values I, I and character. Anybody else to step into the battle that I'm not willing to lead. Right. You know, it's that simple. And I believe that we can win this, this whole thing politically. I think that we we've got a chance of getting into Ottawa. I mean, the reality is, is Trudeau stepped into power with 6 million votes. Well, I can tell you right now with this grassroots movement, we're pretty close to that. Yeah. How do you see it? Are we doing like, I haven't seen any of the polls. I know a lot of the polls they release in the news could be, you know, manipulated. Do you think that there's even a chance in hell that we can get Maxime some seats or get him into there? Or is this more about the local level? Do you think? Oh no, we're going to have seats. Definitely. Um, that's a, that's going to be a given. And uh, the question is, is how many? My gut is telling me we're going to have a lot. And, um, you know, how many is a lot? I, I don't know. I mean, my crystal ball fell off the table a while ago. <laughs> I know, that's for everybody. Nobody, it's, it's, this is uncharted territory for everybody yeah, I mean, right now. And it's amazing. This is, this is like the Reform Party when the Reform Party blew up and got into Ottawa from Western Canada. Mm. Um, you know, this is exactly that same type of movement. This is the same type of movement that crushed the NDP government in the province of British Columbia a few years back. This is the same kind of movement that crushed Mulroney when he started to go completely rogue in Ottawa. So, you know, there's a lot of really pissed off, tired and fed up Canadians out there that are looking at the, the old establishment parties and going, you guys are all saying the same thing. Like hmm. it's the same message. Now, when is it going to stop? I mean, a tidbit that just came out of, uh, it was either Australia or New Zealand uh, yesterday or today. They're, one of the health ministers down there is ex was asked, well, you know, how often are we going to have to expect uh, uh, booster shots for the vaccines? And they said, they said uh, well, it's going to ha keep happening for the foreseeable future until there's some new vaccine permanently in place. So meaning there is no end in sight. These, these boosters are for the forever. It's like we all just got a subscription to <laughs> Pfizer or yeah. something like a, yeah. get the IV yeah. out. Here we go. Yeah. IV drip. And then the, then the, the, the freedom thing, like, so this is big in BC right now. And I know you're really in on this. Um, we had Bonnie Henry come out and say, okay, this is all mandated as of September 13th, I think. And then you have to have the double shots by this day. Or I don't even know if they said double shots. I think they just said fully vaccinated, which that term is a constant moving goalpost if you see what's going on in Israel. But what do you think about what Bonnie, I'm sure you watched it or got the news on it. I forced myself to watch it and I covered it on this show, watched the actual live stream when they announced it. And I kind of took it apart and made fun of it a little bit. But it's a serious situation. Um, people like Rocco Galati are saying there's no teeth to it. And he's actually just laid a lawsuit against them. Uh, he's trying to take a certain legal strategy with this. Um, maybe just get your comments on that situation in BC right now with these mandates. and then Or the uh, passport, I should say. Do you really think they're going to be successful with that? With the amount of pushback that we already see with groups that just showed up on Facebook like four days ago. Like 
yeah. uh, businesses against the pass or whatever, which went to like 93,000 people. It was like, I feel like there's a lot more people that are against this. Even the people who got the jabs who are against the idea of mm-hmm. mandating it or making a passport or any of that kind of stuff. Do you think that there's going to be a major pushback and are they even going to be successful with this? Uh, they're, they're not going to be successful with this. The, the realities are is there's already a tiny bit of backpedaling now. Um, oh, good. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're waiting to see what Ford is doing, to be honest. I think he's kind of the, the, the testing rod, so to speak. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've tried to, to second guess what they're going to do, but to be quite honest, they're pretty just they're, they're just rogue i mean they're just yeah. going out there and i don't think they've got any sense of reality whatsoever left in any of their craniums i mean their gerbils are all running around in the wrong direction <laughs> do you think it's that do you think it's incompetence or I, whatever or do you think I, that there's no. a script do you think that these people are are literally because i mean if they're all saying well we're just listening to the who we're going by the guidelines and they're pretending that they're autonomous but do you really think they're autonomous it seems like they're rolling the same thing out in other countries at the same time. It it's seems a little coincidental to me. It's completely orchestrated. The whole yeah. thing from day one has been orchestrated. Just like when CBC News, right when the, the, the two Chinese scientists were arrested out of the Winnipeg lab before the whole COVID thing started. I remember, yes. They even said back then that it was animal viral uh, stuff that was being imported out or exported out to China which ties straight into the whole bat virus thing, which has been proven to be have to have been manufactured, that it couldn't have developed on its own the way it, it's been put out, you know, right. um, the PCR testing, 95% false positives. I mean, this whole thing is built on a lie and these people are willing to go out with full knowledge that everything that they've been doing is built on a lie to push the agenda and I think it's at the point now they are so absolutely scared that if this comes back and bites them, it's going to be catastrophic. I think they are now in survival mode and that if they don't carry this to the nth or right to the end that and the truth comes out, they're done. I mean, it will be a very volatilely pissed off nation. Mm. And world now. It's going to oh, be global, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's already started in Australia, France, Germany. I mean, yeah, it's people are done and people recognize that it's a lie. And the only people that are trying to push this lie are the ones that are in power that have everything to lose if the lie is exposed. Well said. Well there's, said. There's no pandemic. Yeah, this is this is about something way bigger. Well, no. Rob, I'm really glad you're on this level of a page. And you know what? Every PPC um, candidate or anybody that is that has been out there openly talking about it when i sit down and talk with them they are far more educated about the bigger picture that's what i've noticed was different whereas when you talk to the average conservatives they're still living in an old world that doesn't exist anymore in my opinion and that's sad yeah. to see cuz and i'm not trying to disconservative I, I come from ideologically you know i would identify i guess uh, i don't even know what i identify anymore i just i'm a human being that loves freedom freedom is what i'm after and not freedom to go and and hurt anybody or, or steal from it, but just, you know, freedom that we agreed on where we're going to, I'll be free and I'll protect your freedom. And we're going to have these things where we're going to agree on. And that's it. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. 
but I think they've made it way more complicated on purpose to confuse where, the average person so that we yeah. can't really get a bearing on what's really going on. Where, where did the government ever lose sight of the fact that they work for we, the people? Exactly. What, whatever happened to government trying to do better for its own citizens, this, this, it fell off the tracks about 10 years ago and where everybody's just finally cluing into the fact that, you know, Harper signed us into this UN agenda, if not even further back than that. Um, so both liberal and conservatives have been in on this for decades. You know, yeah, they've all been going to the same Bilderberger meetings and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. We're drinking out of the same bottle. So, you know, it's, it's only now that it's becoming so undeniably, uh, apparent that it's a, a, a very dangerous agenda that's being thrust upon us. I mean, Trudeau has done absolutely everything he can to completely bankrupt Canada, to silence Canada, to disarm Canada. Mm, that's well, all of those things are for a reason. And, you know, an unarmed population, for example, can't fight a tyrannical government with a military. That's right. You know, uh, people cannot stand up and voice their concerns if all of the social media is censored or they're scared to speak what is on their mind because they're facing a, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40,000 fine for saying the wrong word. So it's, it's got to stop. I mean, government is completely off the rails. And, you know, like I, I look at the NDP, I mean, who in their right mind votes in a party leader that's got known ties to, to supporting terrorism and has YouTube videos of, of him supporting the, the, the uprising of people in a, in a terrorist type fashion. With hey, talking about uh, Singh or what's his name? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, Jagmeet. The leader of this, yeah. Jagmeet Singh. Yeah. He's also been out there talking. Uh, he was talking about, Castro and Che Guevara and all that, like these are his heroes. And it's like, wow, <laughs> you identify with Trudeau a lot on that one. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, let's be honest. Trudeau isn't Pierre's kid. I <laughs> know it doesn't look like it, man. There's a lot well, of interesting photographs. Let's put it that way. Well, not only that, but I mean, his mom was always known as a slut. So yeah. Um, there's, there's, that's, yeah, that's never been a big secret. And in fact, that was, when my dad was in the civil service, that was always the big joke around the office when Pierre oh, would really? come to the Western parks is, Oh yeah. I just wonder if Margaret's coming along or if, uh, if she's off visiting one of her other boyfriends, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Either way, either way, here we are dealing with a Castro type situation. Like we're, we're in Absolutely. that right now. And, and, and I've been trying to cover for a long time, Rob, on the show history, going to history and just going, look, we got to stop just looking at these events of history that have happened. We got to look at the preceding events. This isn't 1941 Germany. This is 1939, 38 Germany. This is the preceding yep. steps that leads Absolutely. to those things. And so when you got all these people going, oh, you guys are just paranoid conspiracy theorists. There's nothing going on. Those are the same people, by the way, that said there wasn't going to be a passport. They weren't going to lock us down. For, you know what I mean? And we've the been parallel, nailing, I think, batting a thousand at this point. Yeah. The parallels to, to history from the World War II era of Germany taking power and, and starting their absolute 
mayhem on society. I mean, this, the parallels are just unbelievable. Oh, I yeah. mean, the control of speech, the control of arms, the control of people, um, you know, making separating the society, the, us against them. It's yeah. all divide and conquer. Yeah. And once again, I don't care. Like, no, if you're a Canadian, guess what? I'll stand arm in arm with you. I'll be the first one to walk out into the into the middle of the fight. That's okay. I've got dentures for a reason. And, uh, you know, I don't ask anybody to do anything I wouldn't do myself. So, you know, if, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me. If you've got a question, ask me. If we don't agree, let's sit down over a cup of coffee and figure it out. You know, that's what Canadians do. Yeah. Um, my phone's always there. My door's always open. You know, this, but once again, as a Canadian and I, I, I look at all my fellow candidates and they're all regular Canadians, just like me and you, and you know, we just want to save Canada. And I don't know what, well, it scares the hell out of the establishment. Yeah, it does. You know, and that's obvious. I mean, we get zero mainstream media. Yeah. Maxime, um, he's not even allowed in the debates. Have you got any updates on that? Is that, is that I, permanent or? I'd like to say that they'll change their mind, but you know, we're talking about governments that don't even follow the law. So, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I mean, who knows? I mean, I I'd love to be able to say yes, but I'm not well, with yourself. Have you, what kind of flack have you been taking or, um, are you finding more support than, uh, uh you know, people going against you? Are you being banned from certain, engagements of discussion or anything like that so far um i get a little bit of flack but to be quite honest i'm i've got a really good layer of feathers on my back and water just runs right off i mean good opinions and assholes everybody's got one so you know if, if they're not bright enough to realize that being a liberal or a conservative is maybe a, a sign of their mental temperament that's that's okay you know, that's why I want mental health facilities. We've got a lot of liberals. Yeah. We've got to help each other here. And, and, and yeah. this is what we need. We need people that care about the country, care about freedom. Um, it's, and, and that's what it is. This isn't about vax versus unvaxed or blacks and whites or J Christians or Jews or whatever. This is, that stuff's got to go, man. That has to go anyways. And when it comes to our saving ourselves from this, this agenda, we have a common enemy. And this agenda is coming for all of us. You read those Georgia Guidestones where it's written in eight languages what they want. And we could get into scientific papers and quotes from so many people. I've done it before. That's not against one group or this group or that group. That's all of us. And even if that's not where they want to go and that's just some kind of a, I don't know what that monument even is. Um, at, we know that they want to control all of us. And so what's the best way to control a massive population of people? Keep them divided, keep them yeah. policing themselves so they don't have to expend so much energy with police and military on the streets. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of people that are ideologically aligned with that narrative are getting extremely violent in their language. Do you have a concern in this country that this is just beyond, oh, you choose not to do it or you choose? This is now at a point where they're literally wishing death on people. And I think it's being spurred on by the way the media is framing this. The media is deliberately framing this, trying to to uh, stir the pot, so to speak. And the realities are is 
at the People's Party, we don't care if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. We ex we respect your right to choose. Right. But don't. No one group should to should force their opinion or their views onto another group okay. or individuals of society. You know, it's about standing up together once again. I mean, enough yeah. divide and conquer. This has got to stop. If you want to get vaccinated and you feel you've got the right and appropriate information and feel good about it, then please do it. But, you know, on the other on the same hand, if your neighbor does not want to get vaxxed, respect that. You know, respect that difference of opinion. Because yeah. as as a nation, we are built on differences of opinion. And that's what makes us very unique. And that's actually what makes us very tolerant of, of a lot of things that are happening in our world. And that's one of our biggest downfalls right now is we are far too tolerant. Tolerant of the wrong things. You yeah, know, that's the thing. Like there's, there's a limit to it, right? Yeah. We're tolerant to this, this establishment government that is doing nothing for the benefit of Canadians. I mean, when we have a, a sitting prime minister that says to a vet missing a limb, no, you're asking for more than we can give. I'm sorry, that just pisses me off. You know, when First Nations have set meetings with the prime minister and he shows up late and then says, oh, well, you've only got nine minutes. Are you kidding me? These people yet he pretends to be the the emissary for the First Nations in this country. Yet uh, I think a lot of that stuff that was going on around Canada Day and all that was a lot of political stuff to just try to weapon again divide people, uh, get rid of, get people to hate their country, hate Canada's values, and 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 make everything about an issue that this government has known about and in the past participated in against First Nations people. And they knew about this, but they know how to roll these things out in the media to try to stoke the fires of, of division. This is what I see happening. And so what I try to sell to the people that I know in the First Nations community, and there's, there's many people that I speak to there, is that we have to celebrate our differences as well and, and recognize the past. But we got to fix the situation now because, once again, we have a common enemy. First Nations, white, black, Hispanic, yeah. you're from Mars, doesn't mm. matter. We're all in the same basket now. The, the whole First Nations thing with the residential schools, you know, is very much like the statues. Like, people have got to stop reacting and, and destroying history. You Because right. it doesn't matter how you try to destroy it. It's still history, and it's still, it is what it is. You know, and I've been reaching out to as many people as I can um, from the First Nations. And I, I, my, my message is very simple. Um, don't destroy the schools. Don't burn them down. Let's, in fact, let's do the opposite. Let's restore them to what they used to be and let's turn them into living museums and full documentation of the good, the bad, or the indifferent. Everything that happened there so that we never, ever repeat that same mistake. Hey, that's such a good point. What an important point. I've been trying, I've been thinking about this and I can't, I, I can't understand how people don't see this. You can't edit history and who likes editing history, by the way, historically, the tyrants. But anyways, you don't edit all of history. History is history. We need to know the good, the bad and the ugly, as you said, it, just because there's monuments, just because there's things doesn't mean that's celebrating it. This is, this is part of where we came from to get here. And now we have to improve it. 
And I like that Buckminster Fuller uh, concept where he was saying, you don't change things in the world by destroying these systems. You build a superior system from within and the old decaying system that's corrupt dies of its own accord because it doesn't have any steam left because the superior system shows its way through. So we don't burn the whole thing down like they're trying to do all over the place with this agenda. And then what the build back better, the concept that we know comes from the elites, we, we create something that's better. And that's what I see in the people that are trying to get together right now in Canada, in all these different factions. And Absolutely. I wondered if you could, the final question on, and feel free to comment on that, but final question, cause I don't want, I know you're busy is there's also seeming to be a divide within the resistance in Canada. So I talk to the average Canadians. Everybody's got their favorite hero right now, whether it's Randy Hillier or, uh, you know, Chris Sky or Maxime Bernier or, or anybody else. And most Canadians that I talk to, no matter who they look to as their person, uh, they all agree on these issues we've talked about at the very least. And they agree we need to change things. But there's a lot of infighting that's going on where, you know, you've got, you know, the Chris Sky crowd that's like, no, there's no political solution. Maxime Bernier is just a globalist shill, blah, blah, blah. Although Chris Sky did a lot of really good things and has said a lot of really important things. And then mm -hmm. you got um, Maxime Bernier saying his stuff and everybody's got their take. And I'm just, I'm concerned that even the resistance itself is starting to become fractured. Uh, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, the, the whole fracturing of the resistance, so to speak, the reality is, is uh, my message, and I can only speak for me, but my message is uh, abundantly clear. I will stand for my constituents. And once again, my door is always open. My phone is always there. And I need to not only be with them, but I need to talk to them. I need to understand their daily concerns, their thoughts, their opinions, because I can't speak for everybody if I can't speak to everybody. Hmm. You know, right. This is, this is not about me. This is about everybody. And once again, we need to be able to sit down, have a cup of coffee, have a cup of tea, whatever. But let's talk it through. Let's figure it out and let's move forward. I don't have time for the any more of this divide and conquer BS. That's what the establishment does. And we've got to be bigger than that. And we've got to be more mature than that. And we've got to just say no. It stops. Here, here, man. I, I agree with that. That's all I've been trying to do on this show. I love everybody. If you love freedom, truth, and justice, you want to know what's really going on and you want to help fix this problem and you want your freedom back and you're sick of all these lies and inauthenticity and all this stuff going on, then we're in this fight together. We got all these different encampments on the battlefield, but we got to start shooting our arrows in the same direction and getting the truth out there and trying to come up with real grassroots solutions and that's why I've enjoyed talking to you, Rob, and I want to talk to you further. I'd like to also meet you in person and, and really hash it out because um, I believe that we have to start at the city council level, at the community level, at the then move it out. And because this, this whole UN sustainable development thing has been going on for a long time and they implanted themselves at the local city, municipal, provincial and state levels. And then, you know, so we, if we can fix that there and have these conversations and even have these debates in a civil, rational way. That's important, right? And let everybody have a say. If we got to start pushing this ball forward, um, or otherwise, this country is going to be even more unrecognizable in a very short period of time. I totally respect with what you're, you're saying about starting at one level. Um, my take on it is a little bit different. Sure. 
I want to start it at the Ottawa level and come at every municipality, provincial government and little side government entity, because there's a lot of them with the charter and start tearing them apart. So using the charter and the constitution, the real law and yeah. going from there, from top down, inside out, mm -hmm. everywhere. That's just, that's what we're yeah. going to focus on. That I just want to just start right at the top because shit rolls downhill. <laughs> and, well, it rolled uphill for a while, I guess. And now we got to well, roll it back down. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. a lot of shoveling, <laughs> but a, a clear message has to be sent from the highest levels that this will not be tolerated. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you're that little municipality of 35 people or you're the size of Vancouver. If you're going to try to pull this bullshit, we're not going to let you. And we as a federal government will say no. And we will take you to court. Because our constituents told us to. Right. That's what we you know, want. We need to fix this. We need to do this and we need to do it right. And nobody's going to get absolutely. crazy or violent or anything like no. that. We're going to use no. the rule of law and follow, you know, the principles laid out that are already there. We don't have to rewrite anything. It's right there and come together. I've been trying to do that in my community, getting to know people. That's how I came across you, by the way. Shout out to uh, everybody here in, in my community. I hope you're all watching and sharing this out. Um, Rob, this has been a great conversation. I I'm really impressed. I want to talk to you more. I love your message. Um, and where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? I'm on Twitter um, with uh, basically just Rob Anderson, PPC, Squamalt Santa Souk, and uh, Facebook as well. So just Rob, but PPC. So yeah, reach out to me. I mean, I'm I'm always there. Good or man. you can or you can email me at hellyrobathotmail.com. Awesome. Yeah, I can include those links for people and Absolutely. send them your way. And um, we can obviously we can do follow-ups as this goes. Uh, and I want to keep interfacing with you and uh, making sure you have a platform because with all the censorship, and I mean, I've been kicked off the main platforms also, but here we are. And well, we have a free platform where we can speak freely and I'm really grateful for that. And and I can bring uh, David Hilderman and, and uh, my other two fellow candidates, Mark and Randall, I mean, I can sure. bring the four of us together because we're basically running a four horsemen type of strategy. Okay. Um, and all of our constituents need to know it's all for one, one for all. I mean, we're not, our message is not different. You know, Good. We, we talk to each other on a daily basis and we, we make sure that, you know, all of our needs are, are met and, and that our campaigns are running smoothly. And if somebody needs help, we go and help. I mean, and you know, we, we, are going to do the same for our constituents. I mean, that's what it's all about, working together as Canadians. And that's something that this nation did so admirably for so many years. And it's in the last couple of decades that it's completely gone off the rails. Time to get it back on the rails. Agreed. Agreed. Well, hey, uh, I would love to do a roundtable with you gentlemen um, and uh, pick your brains and get this information out far and wide. So we'll set something up. We'll stay in touch. Rob, thank you so much for joining me, spending this time, sharing your your vision. Um, I think it's going to be incredible. We'll see how it all shakes out, but I'm supporting you. So many others are as well. And I think more and more are coming over every single day. So thank you for taking a stand and and trying to get get things rolling in the right direction. Much appreciated, brother. Well, well thanks for having me on. And, you know, love all you guys. 
and I'm looking forward to, you know, having a chat with everybody some one of these days. You know, come on out to one of the rallies and let's sit down and have a, have a chin wag. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, we'll put the message out there. We'll let everybody go for now. Thanks to everybody for tuning in, supporting. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to go through questions or anything like that, but I hope we got as much out there as possible with this interview. It won't be the last. And uh, stay tuned here on Truth Warrior. Got a lot more coming your way. We'll catch everybody next time. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thanks.